Welcome to SickCast, brought to you by Sick Research Institute, illuminating every path. Thank you all for joining us. Um, and we're going to talk today about civic again. <laughs> um, so I thought, you know, everybody uh, could kind of get to know you first before we kind of dive into the conversation. So if you just want to introduce yourself and tell us what your kind of civic history is, your track record, then I think we can get started. Sure. Okay. I'm getting I first came into contact with civic when I was 16. I came for my first year in 2014 and I took Siki 101 and um, the first experience was the most transformative experience I think because it's the first time being in an environment like that but it was so amazing in so many different ways which we could I will continue to talk about that later but like the the ways in which it was transforming it took I think a couple of years to settle in and so I came back then again a few years later in 2017 to do Siki 201 and I did Gurbani 101 the following year in 2018. And so the joke is that I'm a lifetime Siddhartha because then I came back again in 2019 and 2020 to TA and um, won't come back this summer, but hopefully we'll be back in the future because I this program was, it was an amazing part of my like growing up in a lot of interesting ways. And so hoping to come back and be, continue to be part of it, but excited to chat about all the ways in which it, in which it is. Yes. Yeah. Um... I, I think people would be kind of interested because a, a question that I think we get a lot is like, okay, what's the right time to go? I think some people get really eager about going like as soon as they're like 16, 17. I know the age range now is like 18 to 39, but sometimes people are a little bit um, eager to attend. So yeah. maybe you can talk a little bit more about like your experience going as a 16 year old and whether that like that was like something that maybe change the the remainder of your like high school years and how that kind of went into your understanding of your own journey as you like went to college because I know you took a, a bit of a break so yeah if you could tell us a bit about that that'd be good yeah so I definitely was eager <laughs> so, yeah. ended up there when I was 16 I think I grew up going to like sick camps and Cossack camps as a kid and so those kid camps are a lot of things that a lot of diaspora kids are familiar with of going for a week and you learn bot and kirtan and it's like a how to do sikhi kind of experience where it's like if you don't grow up around sick people i did not and so going to camp was like finding sangat and seeing other people who practiced those things and getting to practice it with them um and i think by the time i was 16 17 18 i wanted something a little bit more from it because i've been going my whole life since i was six and so looking for this different experience where I got to learn about Sikhi through almost an academic lens. I like, I think that that is a, is a profoundly different way of learning than the experiential way. Both are valuable. I needed to go to camp for 15 years before I could do something like Siddha. Cause I think it takes, um, that's for me personally, by the way, that's not a prerequisite, but for me, I think like it helped to, to learn like how to do things the muscle memory way. And then to go back and learn why I do them made it more profound. And um, so, yeah, I think going at 16, I was really young in some ways, and I think it was the right time in others for me. It was young in that I think um, I didn't know exactly who I was, obviously, when I was 16. And between the years of 16 and 19, when I came back the second time, I had changed a lot of the ways that I thought I had 
would interact with the world in the way that I thought that I would be. And so um, I, I wish in some ways that like I got to do, I wish I could take 201 again. I've like said that multiple times. Like I wish I could have that like academic experience again. I think it shaped who I was going into college um, because of the, the shift in taking Sikhi as like a muscle memory thing into like a thing that you practice into a thing that's part of your politics, into a thing that's part of the way that you um, engage with yourself. Um, I don't know, that's kind of an unclear answer, but I like that period of time was very critical to me. And so earlier late is, I think, very dependent on where you were at in life. I was confused when I was like 16 to 19 and I think I needed it. <laughs> yeah, no, that's not, it's, that's not a like convoluted or confusing answer at all. I like, I really relate to that. I did not go that young because I don't think that I was like emotionally mature enough <laughs> to go that young, but I did go the summer before college and then take a break too. And so I do think that like, there is some value in like, if you feel ready and eager and, and like, you have a lot of questions, like there is some value in like coming in that state. And then once you've kind of worked through existing in that state, which is not to say that you like never have questions again, but you start to kind of like reflect on who you are and what you think and, and sort of what your, what your like path could look like. Then like new questions come that are a little bit different. And I think I didn't have those new questions until I was a little older, but yeah, it's like crazy to come back and interact with people who've like known you at that stage and who are now seeing you at a new stage and, and you're like all kind of growing together in some way. So yeah, I'm really, that was a great sort of d deep dive into that journey. Cause I think some people are wondering about that. Um, and yeah, you can take tracks multiple times. I think, you know, sometimes <laughs> you need some time to, to mature or have new questions, but, um, you kind of touched on this and maybe like, so maybe your answer doesn't have to be super in depth, but like, are there like specific ways that you feel like civic impacted your life, maybe in the different phases outside of like what you've already said, or is there like something that you can point to that you felt like was a tangible difference when you like came back, um, from civic, not came back to civic, but came back from civic and, and sort of like, walk through the world with that experience. Yeah. So I think um, one like remaining thought I have dangling from the last question was um, the idea of like letting it settle. In. I think I mentioned that maybe briefly, but like it took a couple of years to settle in that first time that I went. And I think um, a the word that people use it so like often is about unlearning or this concept of like walking yourself back in your understanding of something to then like go forward and like learn something new. And so I think when you're 16, the concept of, you're like, I just learned stuff. Yeah. Like I, I already be unlearning things. Like, I just feel like I have a grasp on what I think Sikhi is or what I think it means to be like a sick person in this world or in this society. And to like, it took a couple of years to walk it back and be like, okay, so I learned that, that this part was because of a particular community orientation that I understood. And this was like a cultural aspect of Sikhi that like, is not doctrine or is not like part of what I should understand as Sikhi, but something that I should understand as part of like the community. And so like those pieces you learn as you go out and, and through meeting all of the other people who come mm -hmm. to Siddiq, I think yeah. the question about the, the actual question that you asked about what I walked away with and what I came home with, I think my understanding of what practicing Sikhi was, was very much narrowed to the communities that I interacted with. Like I moved around 
a bit when I was a kid. And so I thought I had like met all the types of six there were. And so you go to Sidlik and you meet people from all over the world for sure, but also people from all over like the sick world and like people who come from all different sorts of communities and upbringings and relationships to Sikhi, people who've been like born into the faith and like stayed with it and then walked away or people who never were part of it and who were embraced later in life. Sometimes you'll watch that process happen at Siddiq. And so yeah. I think what I learned and the, the biggest thing that I learned and like came back with was that I really didn't know much at all about what it means to be a Sikh and that like I could learn that again every day. And like, which sounds like really cheesy, but it's like every day you can learn like a new way of being in the world um in a more profound way in a more intentional way with like your eyes open like so to speak um and like embracing that diversity because i think especially in the diaspora when you grow up you're like mm. either i'm like doing something that's like sicky oriented or i'm not and it's like usually on sundays i do my sicky stuff and the other six days of the week i do whatever else i do in my life mm. um not for lack of identifying with the faith but just for lack of exposure or lack of intentional practice and so i think letting that go a little bit where it's like even if you're the only person in your town city country who practices the way that you do it doesn't invalidate the experience and it doesn't invalidate the journey and i think that was very it was like a wildly liberating thing to learn at 16. Mm -hmm. i think that's like that's something that i think i wouldn't have learned anywhere else maybe yeah, yeah no and i think like you know part of what um i talked about with Davish was that same kind of question of like what am i you know, what am I learning that I have to like walk back or what are the ways in which I have to be a little bit more thoughtful when I'm like interacting with people who are different from me? And, and what are the ways that I'm learning that are like insecurities about our own kind of legitimacy or like, like level of Sikhi, which is yeah. like, I say that like tongue in cheek, but, um, what are the ways that like we share a lot of those insecurities, even though we have like very, very different ways of both practicing and also just like visible identity. Like all of those things come together and you're kind of in this like space that feels in a way like outside of anything that you can experience in like the day-to-day -day world where you're like very intensely and very vulnerably asking certain questions and also walking through certain questions together in a way that like requires, um, like bravery and a willingness to be like deeply uncomfortable a lot of the time. Um, and I think that's like, that's the stuff that's like hard to learn. You can't just sit down one day and be like, I'm going to be open and I'm going to like, you can't like sort of do that on a whim. That's like, that comes from being challenged in that way. So it's yeah. like not always comfortable and that's like a good thing. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I definitely agree with that. I think um, the, the interesting part about learning about like those different types of people that I was talking about is I think like coming into it from like a, like a sick camp perspective or like a doing Sikhi on Sundays kind of perspective, your, my, my conceptions of like the different types of sick people is like people who um, are Amartari, people who are not Amartari, people who keep their kiss, people who don't keep their kiss. And yeah. it kind of wasn't any more critical thinking involved other than that. <laughs> crazy. And so I think, um, the questions of like who we are and who we want to be and who we could be and who we are um like who who we could be in like a bigger sense also like who what our community can be like those questions require a lot of introspection a lot of looking at yourself um not just from like a third person perspective but from like going back like going back and forward in history and um 
and I think like those are the like those are the separations between the tracks is like the different relationships to self and community and like being able to go through all three of them as the lifetime Seneca that I am I, like they all provide similar but different experiences in looking at yourself from from the outside um, in a way that's like obviously hard and obviously requires vulnerability and honesty and that's not something that happens the first day of civic but it's like the last day of civic when you're yeah. like finally getting it and then you and then you go and and you hopefully come back again or you re retain that sense of like sangat community openness honest like all those good things it takes the two weeks to get there and then mm. it's like it's an amazing place to be and so you hope to like pocket some of that yeah with you for the rest of the year yeah that's a great way to say it. Well, since you mentioned that you are a lifetime Siddhikar, you've done all three tracks, I did want to ask you, like, kind of what your, what your, like, maybe tangible takeaways were from, you don't have to do all three, but maybe, like, one or two, or just one. Yeah. Like, what, what were your takeaways that were specific to those tracks? Um, how did they help you grow? Um, yeah. Yeah. I'll actually, okay, I'll talk a little bit about all three, because I think they explain what I took from them interrelates and it's to say like I don't know if I have a favorite but I think they all have like I, I don't know when I people ask like which one to do first it's sort of like whichever one you think will speak to you first and the reason that you have for going to so that can inform like which one is the most apt at the time I think um Siki 101 is like the intro course which most people do first I did it first when I was 16 and I think that was about um like that learning and unlearning curve and about um this acceptance of not knowing pretty much anything and that's like a that takes a week on its own and so it's like you learn then i remember like the first lecture in Siki 101 you talk about like the infrastructure that we use to make to talk about sick thought or to talk about mm -hmm. sick and this concept of using gurbani of using history of using like the way in which our people have practiced something yeah. and pulling in all of these sources to like create some sense of thought is completely different from a like community minded way of thinking where it's like, Oh, my community in my place of worship and my town has done it this way. Um, and so like that, that curve is just like accepting that there's a, there is a different way of thinking about things that might offer a little bit more, um, that might illuminate something that wasn't there before in terms of sick. Cause I think like I learned sicky from my parents who learned sicky from their parents. And so like, that's one line of thinking that is valuable and is absolutely like my life experience is like learning from those people. Mm -hmm. um, but when I think about like, what does Siki say about something, it's not going to be just what my grandparents think of it because yeah. their experience is informed by their lifetime, which is wildly different from mine. Mm -hmm. And the idea being that Siki would transcend those differences anyways. And so um, I think that's like what 101 is, is, like we have to start completely from scratch and it's like an introductory course to sort of level the field of like basic knowledge in some ways yeah. basic used very loosely here but like a place to begin with an understanding of history and i think i said like 101 was my most like the most transformative experience because that's what i mean like i came back because of 101 and because the way that i saw people change over the course of those two weeks with um letting go of like those previous things that I was saying before about like yeah keeping your hair or not keeping your hair or going to Rizwada every Sunday or not and like those differences like don't matter when you're in the mountains for two weeks and you're just trying to like learn something about yourself like you it like that's not the stuff that you talk about that's not the stuff that you think about which someone who's like I'm very um like self-conscious about those things about like where I stand and that like the levels of Sikhi and mm. like the 
with it. when I talk to other sick people, I feel like I think about that a lot and I got to let go of that. Um, 201, I think, takes that and like <laughs> makes you spiral a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> in terms of like the, in, the level of introspection that 201 generates, it's usually a small, it, our group was smaller and it was like about five or six of us, I think. And that was also a very shaping experience because I was 19 when I took 201 and that's like the age at which I started thinking about um my politics not in terms of like American politics but like my ethos and like what I thought I represented or wanted to represent in the world and I think that's like what 201 tries to get you to think about is like what is your politic if your politic is informed by Sikhi what does that mean Hmm. we have to like go way back into history and like think about like what did Sikhi mean to all these people who chose it as their politic and I think it was so emotional mm. <laughs> in such a in such an interesting way because you wouldn't think of like talk, like these deep dives into history and these deep dives into like six psyche would be so emotional for like I don't know like I was 19 and I had grown up in the states my entire life and I hadn't I had no exposure to the type of people that we were learning about in some ways but it felt very much like home and so that it was like it was I, yeah, I, I don't know if I have, like, exact words for it, but it was, like, the most emotional process of figuring out what I wanted to stand for. And I don't think I got all of the answers there, but that was, like, part of what made it more profound was, like, all of us walked away, like, beginning that journey. Yeah. And then Gurbani 101 was a different, um, like, vibe. I don't know. Like, Surinder Palavirji's, like, class is amazing, and I loved getting to learn from him because he brings so much joy to learning about Gravani in a way that, like, when I was a kid, again, like, you learn Bart because you're supposed to learn Bart, and, like, you feel good about yourself when you learn it, and then you belong. And, like, he brought this, like, joy in understanding and this, like, wonder in not understanding. Like, if you don't get yeah. it, like, and you don't get it, and maybe you'll get it a little more tomorrow, or maybe you'll get it differently tomorrow. Hmm. And so I think, like, whereas Siki 101 was, like, this introduction into, like, what is Sikhi? What are we doing here? What is Sikh thought? And 201 was, what is, like, who are you? What is your politic? Gurbani 101 asks again, like, who are you? And what is your relationship? Actually, what is your relationship to Guru? And, like, what is your relationship to, the, like, this wisdom? And if you feel like you don't have one, then you start. And so, um, like, again, like, a, a funny, like, emotional class. Like, it's, gra- it's so much of it is, like, grammar and words and vocabulary and talking to SPVG about all of these dares and the about the differences between like the structures of different shabbas or the structures of the way things are talked about depending on who's speaking mm-hmm. uh, and i think it's a it's an intimacy with bonnie that i'd never had before um because i just never taken i had no way of knowing where to start with taking that kind of time yeah uh, at it and so i think like that's sort of where i left off and was like what is your relationship to guru um and I think, like, again, it the, the best part, I think, about the way these tracks are structured is not for them to be, like, terminal experiences where you finish the two weeks and you're like, okay, I've, like, learned what you yeah. like, move on to the next thing. It, like, gives you so much to do when you leave. Mm-hmm. And you can take, like, the full year to, I guess, <laughs> think about it and go back and read things again. Um, yeah. And they do come up. Like, even if you don't ever look back at your notes again, like, you'll think of it in funny ways. And that you feel like that's, like, what made it feel like such a home um like an intellectual home and so like wanting to build by that yeah I mean that's all (laughs) yeah (laughs) I mean I'm glad you like took the time to take us through each one because it's we haven't had anybody on so far who's done all three um 
Yeah, what you said about kind of like these questions of like what our politics are in like a much larger sense of the word. Because I only took 101 and 201. Um, not brave enough to take Urbani 101 yet. Um, but, but this like, this kind of melting away of like our sort of tangible and visible differences and maybe even not visible, like the way that we maybe practice might be different from person to person in the room. But then you spend a week learning about kind of the most difficult elements of our history and the most overwhelming elements of our present. And you're like, oh, it actually, all these like small things that we fixate on do not matter in the way that like how we come together as like a collective to respond to our current situations informed by like our history. Like that's the larger question. And it is really like emotional and overwhelming. I think we took two and one at the same time. And it was like a lot of, <laughs> it's like a lot of deep introspection and it feels impossible too like by the end of week maybe midweek too you're like okay what do we do but that's kind of the point yeah. right like these there is something there is something beautiful in this idea that like yes things are overwhelming and look at the weight of our history and the weight of our present but like look at how much can change if like enough people just like come together and agree on these like foundational things, even if the way that we do things is a little bit different. So yeah, that like really hit me <laughs> when you said it. I was yeah. like, I just yeah. relived the, the emotions of that week. No, um, I feel like 201 every time we, yeah. I mean, we took 201 the same year and so it was a small group of us and by no means did everyone come from the same, again, like the same background or the same yeah. perspectives. And so like, while you're learning all of this, like unbelievably, deep spiraling history and like this re-understanding of where we've come from um beyond like the sakis that you grow up with you also then like engage with all the different types of perspectives that people have on those things to begin with and like yeah. where you, we all had this ubiquitous upbringing where we learned about things the same way um that's part of like what makes it emotional i think like every time we walk out of a 201 session you need to like <laughs> because it's um it's like learning about something that you've considered yourself a part of your entire life yeah. and learning that it is so much more revolutionary and so much more powerful than you thought it was because again like if you relegate it to a sunday thing like i did um from like and that's like a practice thing if that's what it feels like to you and then you find out that it's this most powerful community like sense of being that has challenged so many different institutions and has brought down so many different barriers for different things and like it, that's a very like generic way of speaking about it but like these things that are so radical and so different from what was what existed before to have to be part of something like that and not even know it and to tap into it at the age of 20 mm. in countries in the history you're talking about is is an experience unto itself that i think teaches you about um like i don't, I don't even know how to explain it just the way it, in when you, I don't know, those things that people talk about, like, oh, in Times Square, you look out and you see so many people and you've become, like, profoundly aware that there's so many people in the world. That's kind of how it feels, but it's, like, looking backwards. And it's, like, oh, my God, all these people that came from me were not that different. Like, we yeah. talk about Akis and we talk about Gurus and we talk about the times of the Gurus and the post-Guru period. Like, those people were, like, 
superheroes Mm -hmm. and they were in some ways but also they were not in other ways and they were just communities that were trying to find common ground and push for their community and push for what um for what their ethos was in in a way that protected the people that they cared about and protected the things that they hold that they hold sacred and so um seeing that there isn't as many differences is part of like what makes it emotional and part of what makes it such a profound experience yeah it like makes your blood move because you're like oh i can i'm like i'm drawing from this same kind of like well in a way um yeah it's like very empowering and that's part of like i think that's part of civic as a whole is like both the both the like intimacy of how we engage with our history and our body because a lot of people i think when they come out of civic they're like i've never interacted with bonnie on that much of a like intimate and like comfortable level like even in the bonds like having those conversations out in the open about like the hookum or whatever like 40 we're looking at um and so like having that kind of intimacy with both history and body i think empowers us to like instead of like maybe what we do when we first come to civic which is like instead of asking a bunch of questions to find out the answer of like what is right and what is wrong and like do i have this right it becomes like after the two weeks, it becomes like, oh, I feel empowered to like explore this question on my own, not with no like guidance, but with the like guidance of like Bonnie and our history and our lifestyle, like all these things that we've sort of learned over the two weeks about like what a Gurmuk perspective is. So it's like interesting to see people leave that physical space and that physical time and to watch them like engage with issues outside. Like I get so excited when I see people, especially who are like, they went maybe the summer before college and they're like joining their SSAs and they're like taking issue with certain things or they're pushing for more inclusivity. And it's like all informed by this like new sort of compass and this new way of like trying to process a thing. Um, And yeah, it takes away all those questions about like, am I like sick enough? Am I legitimate enough? Do I have enough authority? Because that's not, those aren't the right questions basically. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's like, a, that's exactly what I would say it is. Is like, we didn't, I didn't have the right questions mm. before I got to the, I was like, Oh, I like, and I think a lot of people come with this perspective, like knowing that it's this um, like academic minded perspective on Siki. I think a lot of people come to sit like hoping that like Harvard and the Virgin will just answer all their questions. <laughs> <laughs> or that's from the Paul will like just have the answers and we'll give them to you. And I think the beautiful thing about the, where the programs are structured is that nobody is trying to do that. Nobody is trying to become the compass for anybody else or for the cynicers. It's giving everybody the tools. Like you can come with the biggest, most open-ended questions and you will get open-ended answers. And I think that's a much more gratifying and liberating thing to get instead of the narrow answers that um, you might get elsewhere or that you might've given yourself. Um, and yet, cause you touched on the bonds. I think that idea that when we talk about, um, history and like where those people got their thought, like where they got their thoughts, where they got their strength from is the same place that we do is, is amazing. And to be able to like learn a new word in the morning, hear it again in the evening. And then the next time you do hook them in your own house or do Jeffrey said, but the way to school, whatever it is that you do, like you might just recognize it. And that like will draw you back to the experience of civic, but also it might draw you back to the experience of remembering that you came from people who've been doing this like forever and just the experience and the circumstances changed. Um, and 
Yeah, I don't know. I feel like getting to do something like that is like getting to walk back to like this original sense of self, or like this original sense of community that is so much bigger than like your Rudwara Sangha. They're so much bigger than just your family. Yeah. Um, and that's overwhelming. And so it's, it's great to get to do it with a group of people and to like have a, a group of people who are going through that experience at the same time. Um, and that's like a level of humility that I think is unique also to the community that comes to so like is like everybody is like getting stripped of this this sense of knowing at the beginning and was like oh we don't know anything (laughs) at the beginning and um and it takes a little bit of time and it's an uncomfortable process but I think like that is part of what like brings the community together so like is like this collective sense of not knowing but being totally okay with that and that's hard for me like as a personality trait I have a hard time being okay with not knowing things or not understanding things especially when they're things that I consider important to me so Mm -hmm. it's like I heavily identify with being a sick person or being a sick person who lives in this in this country and so I think um like what that experience for me means tend to not know everything about it is deeply uncomfortable but getting to that place where like there's this wonder in the gaps of knowledge um is part of like the sick journey and that's like fully a Surinderpal Virji um gift (laughs) yes to like be okay with that like you're gonna learn a lot there's no question about it you will learn so much it's like it'll be an overwhelming amount of information actually it's like drinking from a fire hose at times but but um you will still walk away with more questions and I think it's just a different way of thinking about those questions um that makes it empowering to be able to answer them for yourself like you were talking about having the infrastructure to go off to college or go off to your place of work or go back to your family and have a new empowered way of thinking that is not based off of what any one person told you but but what like where you grasped all of these different strengths from um that's like the big change that i think people hope to get from civic and i've seen people get from civic that's great this has been really great we even went a little overtime but that's fine it was great a great conversation and thank you so much for offering your insights especially on the like different tracks i think that'll be really valuable for people it's great. I'm so excited to see like how it goes back in person again and have, watch everybody get to experience this again. So hopefully people, hopefully people get to take away from it what they came to get from it. Yeah. Thanks everyone for joining us and thank you, Kitten. Thanks. <laughs> Bye. You are listening to Sick Cast by Sick Research Institute, illuminating every path.